very thankful for this uh, great privilege we have each day to come and learn Torah, teach Torah, be present in a place of Torah learning, being part of this wonderful illumination that is spreading around and shining the hearts of all the souls who are the light itself, the souls themselves, they are the light, the maker, he makes us feel as individuals while in reality our inner structure is well attached and connected to all the endless number of souls who were ever created. All the souls are the children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren and on of Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve, before the maker, divide them and cut them into two bodies, two human beings. They were one. And one of the reasons that Hashem divided them into two separated bodies were because that when the creations on earth saw Adam and Eve, they saw them and felt as if they're standing in front of the maker himself. Because it's written that the heel of the first man of Adam was brighter than the sphere of the sun. And who can speak and think and talk even about his heart, about his eyes and his mind, about his soul? Adam and Eve, godly soul, was in such completion that in the scroll of Torah of Rabbi Meir Balanes, instead of being written that Hashem gave Adam and Eve kotnot or cloaks of leather to cover them before they will go out of the Garden of Eden. So in the scroll of Rabbi Meir Balanes, it was written kotnot or with the letter Aleph and not with the letter Ayn. Not kotnot or leather skin, just O that is written with the letter Aleph, and then it means light, cloaks of light. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden were wearing cloaks, coverings of light. They were just illuminating and shining in the greatest light. And when they were as one, their perfection had no end. But the true mission of our souls is to fall down, is to go into the bottoms, into the thinnest cracks, into the deepest places of them all, and from those places to come back. That's our greatness. That's our mission. That's our purpose. And that is also our power. When Moshe went up to heaven, 
to receive the Torah and to bring it down from Mount Sinai to the people of Israel and to the whole world. The angels were fighting with him and they asked, what a man that was born from a woman, flesh and bones, is doing here. What he has to do with us, that we are angels made out of fire, from the sweat of the angels, lava is, is coming out, and it's the river of fire that is called Nehar Dinur, the river of fire. All people who sin in this world, after fixing and being cleansed and purified in hell, if they have not done tshuva, they will have to spend some time in hell to purify their bodies from the sin, their souls from the sin. But after they finish spending that beautiful time in hell, they need to go and just like brush off the leftovers of little stinks that they uh, still attach to them after spending time in this messed up world in sin and misery. So for the completion of their correction, they need to dip in Nahardinu, in that river of fire as well. That river of fire that is being made by the sweat of the holy animals, means the angels of Hashem. Why are they being called holy animals? Because when the maker is about to sit on his throne of honor, on the holy chariot, to climb up on the holy chariot, that is actually coming down to the holy chariot. For us, it seems as if he is rising in the holy chariot, but the truth is that he's coming down and dressing himself into the holy chariot, because the holy chariot is something that we can grasp. So for us, it's a great elevation to see the chariot, but for Hashem, it's another expression of his compassion and mercy that he's dressing himself in a structure of this star of David made out of chashmal that is a, a tale and explanation for another day. If we'll have the merit to speak so far. But when the maker is rising with the chariot, it's written, your coming down to rise with the chariot. It's like you go down to rise. It's big things are, are happening in those places that are beyond place and space and time. So when he is coming, so the holy angels are jumping around the maker like puppies, like little dogs. That's why the angels that are so excited for their master that is arriving, jumping in circles, surrounding him like little cute animals. That's why, that's the deep explanation of why they're being called Chayota Kodesh, the holy animals. So their sweat becomes Nehardinu that is purifying the ones who are worthy to be cleansed and purified. But the villains that all their lives just sinned and 
never expressed regret and not deserve compassion even after cleansing in hell, that river will hit the base of their heads, means that they will be stand in the bottom of that fire waterfall for all of its heat to burn them to their essence, to their foundation, till they will melt and dissolve and disappear in that heat of fire, of flaming fire, lava that is being created from the sweat of the angels. So when Moshe went up to Mount Sinai, climbed up to the sky to a place that men never been there before, the angels asked what a man, flesh and bones, is doing over here in a place that belongs to us. So those live sessions supposed to be of six hours, of 12 hours, of 16 hours, of 15 days or something. Okay, we'll get there, Bezat Hashem. So when the angels told Hashem, what is he about Moshe doing here? So Hashem answered Moshe, answer them back. Moshe said, I'm afraid they might burn me with their breath, with their fear, with their anger. Hashem answered Moshe. Hold my throne of honor and reply them. And reply them. So Moshe did. And his response to the angels was, Why are you claiming that the Torah belongs to you? The Torah belongs to us, human beings. Do you have a mother and father to respect? You do not. But we do have. And the Torah is obligating us to respect them. Kabedet avicha do you have an evil inclination to kill? You do not, but we do have. And that's why the Torah is commanding us, you shall not kill. And on and on. Do you have lusts? Do you have desires? Do you have downs? All those fallings that we're experiencing. You don't have that. You're made out of fire. You don't have an evil inclination. You're made out of good inclination. That's you. That's who you are. Therefore, you do not need the Torah to guide you. The Torah is light, Torah O. And therefore, we need it because we live in the darkness. We live in the dungeons. So that is the purpose. And after Moshe replied that beautiful answer, all the angels closed their mouths and were not able to speak no more. Moshe took the Torah and went back and brought it to the people of Israel, who were, by the way, surrounding the golden calf and singing, <laughs> expressing the this wilderness is expressing the real reason why the Torah was supposed to be given to the people of Israel and to the world, because of their need, because of their lacking, because of their weakness, because of their need, the Torah is their potion. If there's no need of any medication, you will never take it. But if you're sick, 
So then you need the qualities of that great potion of life, of the Torah that is potion of life. So when you find yourself that you're in the dark, that you are falling, that you are failing, that you're down, that you messed up so badly that you don't see a way out, that's the time to do only one thing, and it is to attach yourself to the Torah. And then the Torah will illuminate the place that you are at, and the night will shine as the day, and all the exiles coming back to Hashem, and suddenly you can see Hashem in a place of complete darkness, and you are doing things that even angels cannot do. Because how will they do something that they don't have access to? They cannot fall. They don't have fallings. They don't have sins. They don't have crimes. They don't have lusts and desires. They don't have those lackings. So they cannot pull the corrections into those places because those places never meant to carry them. They don't have the power to go into those places. And in the biblical stories who are describing falling of angels, they fell from such small tests, such tiny tests, that hundreds of thousands and maybe even millions of people around the world are standing against in each day. Like, they fail with beautiful women, okay? Yeah, it's true. Million of, millions of men until today also failed with beautiful women, women that they held as beautiful. But... How many men were able to stand those tests and not to fail? Also millions. So all those millions found power within themselves that was stronger than the angels. The verse is saying, Yaakov, malachim. Yaakov sent angels. And Rashi is commenting on that verse. Malachim mamash, real angels, literally angels not messengers. The word angels in the Torah can also say messengers. You sent a messenger, you sent an angel, and it will be referred to human beings, messengers. But over there in that situation, when Yaakov sent angels, Rashi is saying they were angels. Here, it's not about messengers. It's about angels. And Rabbi Nachman of Breslev, in his holy book, is explaining that that is the person of every Israeli person. Who is Israeli person? If you have a blue ID and you live in the Holy Land, no. You can be a Muslim Ishmaeli carrying a blue ID and go explode in a bus if you, can, if you want. That's not Israel. That's carrying a blue ID that belongs to the state and the government. An Israeli person is an Israeli soul, is the soul from the souls of Yaakov Avinu. And all the natures that were belong to Yaakov are inside the DNA, the spiritual DNA of all his children and grandchildren forever and ever until today. So if into your tree of life, into your dynasty, one person from the tribes of Israel, not talking about a Jewish person from the tribe of Judah, talking about someone from one of the tribes, 10 lost tribes, for an example, that spread around the world 
over 3,000 years ago, and they spread and spread and spread and spread and spread. And today it's very hard to recognize the majority of them and to know for sure if they are Israelis or not. But still, Hashem, He knows, the Maker, He knows, and the nature of their spiritual DNA that has been installed inside of them by being the children of Yaakov and its inner blood is passing on to all the future generations, even if they're not Jewish anymore. Even if they will be considered Gentiles for now, in the time of the resurrection of the dead, and their right stand up to trial of all the world in Judgment Day, the Maker will tell each person from which family he is and what is his root and where he is coming from. And you can recognize that godly particle within you in its expression of loving the Torah, loving the people of Israel, loving God, loving Hashem, and loving the Holy Land of Israel, the Torah, the people of Israel, Hashem, and the land of Israel. If you have one of those four, it means that there is an Israeli godly part within you. And it will merit you to stand in the resurrection of the dead and to walk into the public of Israel. That the public of Israel will stand in a higher position because not of their greatness or their importance or some connections that they have in higher hierarchies. Just because that they have been positioned by the maker that saw what that he saw to choose the people of Israel to be influencers to all the rest of the world. So they will stand in a certain position to give, to translate, to share, to guide, to support, to explain to all the rest of the people that for them, faith in the maker, following the commandments, keeping Torah mitzvot will be a very foreign thing. Think now about a person who never experienced life of Torah never learned Torah, never heard about Israel. You have millions of people in the world. They don't have no connection to Judaism. Like they cannot even understand what are you talking about. They've never heard about it. It's not part of their life, not part of their culture in any way. And they are good people. They're fine people. Everything is good about them. They're just like farmers, workers, simple people. Working, having fun, skiing, jet skiing, having fun, singing, driving, speedboating, no problems, but foreign to Judaism. Now, there is a redemption. There is a salvation. Adonai Elohei Israel, Hashem, the King of Israel, is appearing as the maker of the universe, of, as the creator of the world. And the Messiah is revealing himself. And he is known to his family, to his communities, to his surroundings. Circles are expanding, expanding, expanding. Those ones that never heard about Judaism, that never had no connection to Judaism, that they really belong to other nations, but are good people, 
will have the merit to take part of that day of redemption, but everything will be foreign and new for them. Like, okay, please explain to us what's going on. Like, what is, what are you doing? What are we doing? Can can we join? Can we come? What what's the what's the game? What's the party? What's going on? Tell us. You're gonna have to have a middleman over there to explain. That's why you are Mexican and you are Chinese and you are Greek and you are American and you are Italian and you are German and you are Palestinian and you are Egyptian. And you still love the Torah and you still love the people of Israel and you still love the land of Israel and you believe in the maker that he's the God of Israel. Adonai Elohei Israel Melech. Because inside of you, there is a godly part that will be used by you and can be used already today to spread the light around your surroundings that are far ages on ages of light years from where you're holding with your connection to the maker, even that you are holding yourself as a tiny fragile branch. At least you are connected to the tree somehow. Be happy with that connection and appreciate it and hold on yourself to that branch, to that tiny connection of yours. Because when you're going to realize its importance and its greatness, you're going to understand that it's not tiny. It was tiny in your eyes because your eyes were not able to see through it all the way. But it's gigantic. It's endless. It's enormous. It's fantastic. It's a source of life. It's a channel of life. It's going to be a source of lifelines to millions of people that will drink your wisdom and will eat your conclusions and will be fed by your inspiration and knowledge in that day that knowledge going to cover the world like water covers the sea in an equal way but like that the ocean is all flat from above but in its bottom there are great differences in its depth that's how all of us going to know Hashem but some of us will be as shallow water and some of us will be deep to places that men cannot investigate cannot go down so deep, endless depth. So corresponding to how much you're going to learn today and increase your knowledge and expand your connection, that's how deep you're going to be in that day of revealing, in that day of redemption. But in any case, I promise you, I'm going to swim with you in the shallow water, close to the beach, where the water is warm, and nice and you can see those tiny waves and small fish are swimming all around you and kids can play those are the most beautiful places as well so don't be jealous in the portion of your friend be grateful and happy and satisfied with your endless bounty and you shall see the merciful and kindness of the maker has no end no end and he will inherit each and every individual a land with no borders, with no limits at all. Redemption 
is taking us to a dimension of eternity. There will be no more death, no more pain, no sorrow, no grief, no fear, no trauma. Everything is being healed. Everything is being elevated. Everything is rising back. And there is no time. You can meet everyone, anyone you want from all generations. And not only you can see them, they'll be happy and pleased to see you too. They also want to see their great-great-grandchildren. Not only you want to see your ancestors. The ancestors will hug each and every one of us. There will be no line. It's all going to be wide and enough in place and space for everyone. We're talking about eternity. 1,000 years that's going to connect us to infinity. 1,000 years of prosperity and spiritual rising that will qualify us to come back to the sea of souls, to infinity, to time of beyond, that is called Kedem. Kedem is ancient time before time was exist. And it's also the initials of Dromoshekasuto that is telling you this wonderful story. Thank you so much, and may Hashem bless us all to dance and be happy and sing hallelujah to Hashem with a complete heart, with a happy heart and a wishing soul. Join us tomorrow to Controversial Topics, broadcast with Ira Michelson and Rod Bryant. And on Wednesday, we're going to learn more about it, Bodedut. And I can only suggest and recommend you all to sign up for our Hit Bodedut course, the individual prayer course on our emuna.com website, a tool that any true believer must have in his pocket. The most important tool to serve the maker, to connect yourself through your soul to the maker of the universe is with that tool and power of prayer. That course is teaching how to connect yourself, how to speak with the maker from the heart, and how to bring down salvations for you personally, for your loved ones, and for the whole world. May Hashem bless us all that all our prayers will be answered in no time. Amen. Thank you so much.